here we are with the crew, and the crew, again, we're here for you. It's Tuesday evening. We have another edition of the crew on WRSU FM New Brunswick. And, Nick, I want to start with talking about the hottest team for Rutgers Athletics right now. That's that's Rutgers Women's Soccer. And Rutgers Women's Soccer, a team I've been blessed to cover all season long. They've been on fire. They've won 12 straight games. They're 11-0 in Big Ten play, if you include their 10-0 regular season timeline during, uh, during in-conference play. And, of course, their win on Sunday in Round 1 of the Big Ten uh, tournament versus Wisconsin here at your sack field. Their next game is Thursday. They're playing host to Iowa, the defending Big Ten champions. Rutgers soccer, number one in the tournament. Iowa women's soccer, number five in the tournament. And it's a contest that is made for uh, you know intensity. It's, it's going to be a great contest. It's going to be a great matchup. And there are big stakes on the line. The winner of that contest will go on to compete for the Big Ten Championship. Nick, as a whole, this team has been on fire. They've been remarkable. They've had top players like Frankie Taliaferri, Amira Ali, Megan McClellan, Gabby Provenzano, some seniors just to highlight out there. But they're getting a lot of stuff from their underclassmen like Sarah Brocious, Sam Kroger, Allison Lowry, Becky Fluchel, Riley Tiernan. So many great players as a whole for this Rutgers women's soccer team. When it comes to this Rutgers women's soccer team this year, what have you liked thus far? What can we expect on Thursday? And I think what I've seen so far, especially in the first game of the Big Ten tournament, we've seen them taking the handle in adversity. You know, there was some adversity during that game, and and they rose up against that adversity. You know, they continue to play well. I mean, you know, this is the highest uh, national ranking that this program has ever had. It's tied for the nat for the highest, actually. And right now, my eyes are on Iowa. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, that, that I think... But I think it's a very winnable matchup, and I, th- I think sure. this team has stood each test, and you know, one step at a time, they just keep handling their business. They do, they do indeed. Uh, the last time they played Iowa, uh, Iowa was actually here at Yersack Field back on October 10th. Rutgers women's soccer won that game one nothing off a penalty kick in the second half. Becky Fluchel did the honors. Becky Fluchel has had two game-winning goals, both off PKs, one versus Penn State, the other versus Iowa. And WRSU, of course, is here for it all. We have coverage on Thursday of Rutgers women's soccer semifinal matchup versus Iowa here on 88.7 FM, also online on WRSU.org. It's been a big season all year long. It's been a great season to cover for this women's soccer team. And again, Nick, big big stakes on the line. They're playing a team that won the Big Ten tournament last year, the Big Ten championship this past spring. And this team, Rutgers Women's Soccer, they're composed, they're calm, cool, collective. Uh, you know, they are a team that has high spirits every time they enter the con each contest. And this team has mainly been a second half team. The majority of their wins, whether it be Penn State, Michigan, Iowa, Michigan State, uh, Nebraska, whether it be against Ohio State, Minnesota, so many teams left and right, up and down. The majority of those wins have come in the second half, and the majority of those game-winning goals have come in the second half of play. Jared Bladice and Amir Lighty are with us as well. They're just sneaking in here, but that's okay. Gentlemen, how are you? It's great to be with you here on the Tuesday Crew as well. So we've gone from a two-way conversation to now a four-way conversation. Nick and I are in FM. You two are in Studio A. Amir, I'll start with you. How are you doing on this Tuesday evening? I'm all right, man. I just took a midterm. I didn't even know I had a midterm in, to be honest. Digital reporting? R- yeah. Writing reporting? Yeah. We ha- that I, was fun. So, so, again, you and I had that same class, actually. Yeah. Uh, I took it last week. Oh, you did? It wasn't bad. It was okay. But, yeah, I mean, how'd that I go mean, for you? It wasn't hard. I, f- I figured out where the answers were, and I'm pretty sure it was open note because we were on our laptops, I would hope. <laughs> if not, you're in trouble. Yeah, I, I, mean, I didn't mean to cheat. Like, I thought it was open note, but... Stop snitching. <laughs> <laughs> Stop snitching on myself, but sorry. But Amir, now, it wasn't that bad. It was, it was pretty easy, to be honest. Yeah, Just, man. Uh, I, I I took it last week as well. I'm not sure if it was open note. To be honest with you, I didn't use my notes for it. Oof, so oof. She, I don't know. But if she, I'm, but she's a nice person. Oh, she's I'll, great. I'll, I'll tell her. Like, Professor I Palatano, did, sh- yeah. kudos to you. You're yeah, fantastic. You're Absolutely. fantastic. I promise you I didn't know. If, we, we have to, if I have to take it again, I'll take it again. I'm sorry. But Amir is with us, as is Jared Bladice. Jared, how are you on this Tuesday? 
Doing well, Alex. You know, just chilling. Usual Tuesday. Uh-huh. Here to talk some sports, you know. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. And we're starting with Rutgers Women's Soccer, who's playing in the Big Ten Tournament, the Big Ten Semifinals, for the third straight year on Thursday. They're playing host to Iowa, who are the defending Big Ten champions. Amir, I'll start with you regarding this Rutgers Women's Soccer team. Again, this team has been fantastic. They're 11-0 in Big Ten play, 10-0 during the regular season uh, against Big Ten teams, 1-0 in playoff rounds. Of course, uh, this past Sunday, a win versus Wisconsin, 1-0. Give me your thoughts on this Rutgers Women's Soccer team as a whole this year, especially this past Sunday's win versus the Badgers of Wisconsin. Resilient. Okay, First and word, why? resilient. I mean, I mean, all the stats you just said, they're looking good, looking good for the tournament. Again, they've clinched another berth into it. I think this year we're definitely going to have a better chance than we did last year. I, I really think sure. we might be able to actually, I mean, obviously I'm biased. I'm Rutgers. I always want us to compete. But no, I think, the team's legit. That's what I'm saying. The team's legit. I think we can maybe, uh, we can do it. We I've seen a lot of upsets, and we're not even really an upset, to be honest. We're pretty much a... We're a pretty decent favorite, right? We're number four in the country right now, mind that's, you. That's what I'm saying. Rutgers women's soccer is number, num, number four in the country right, right now. And the first time they've reached that high of a ranking in program history. Exactly. So if if that doesn't talk for itself, then, man, it's looking good for us. I mean, they, they, they play hard. They know what they're, what they're about. They don't let the numbers get to them. They don't let nothing get to them. They know they play well with each other. They have great chemistry. I see them on and off the field. Man, I think it's we're looking good for this tournament. Absolutely. Again, number four in the country right now. They won the outright Big Ten regular season championship a few weeks ago. The team is fantastic. And and last year, great team again, made the semifinals. They were missing that scoring touch. Frankie Taliaferri comes in from Penn State, first year at Rutgers, had four years at Penn State, won a Big Ten t- uh, championship with Penn State back in 2019, actually at your sack field versus Michigan. So when, when you look at the scoring touch they got, in Frankie Taliaferri, they have in Frankie Taliaferri. It's unbelievable. They're blowing it out of the water uh, regarding it. It's really remarkable to see how it's all playing out. And Frankie Taliaferri, she's been the uh, the jack of all trades for this offense right now. Playing fantastic, led the team in goals, led the team in points altogether, was a national player of the week earlier in October, and she just won the Big Ten Midfielder of the Year award. Rutgers, mind you, has four players that won Big Ten honors, whether it be mid. Fielder of the Year in Frankie Taliaferri, Coach of the Year, of course, in Coach Mike O'Neill, Defender of the Year in Gabby Provenzano, and Freshman of the Year, Riley Tiernan. I want to focus on Riley Tiernan in a bit right now because she has been an absolute star ever since joining Rutgers. Led the team in assists this past year during the regular season with nine. She's had four game-winning goals, one that came versus Michigan on October 6th, a game that happened 13 days later than it really should have due, due to weather, of course, but... Regardless, Riley Tiernan has been playing fantastic, and she has been another key factor to this great team. Jared, regarding this team right now, they're built to win right now. They're built to win years from now. I've said that multiple times. When it comes to, again, the the veteran experience this team has as a whole, their younger players and their depth players, especially as underclassmen, I'm not sure if that's more impressive or not, but it's really remarkable to see to begin with, with how talented this team is. I mean, yeah, definitely. Like, it's great to see how the young ones and the older players are really playing well together. But what I wanted to say is, like, when a team gets such a high ranking, sometimes they let that get to them and right. they start trying to perform. But we could see that this team has just had their foot on the pedal. Mm-hmm. They're going through it. They're not getting the, letting the ranking go to them. So, listen, like you said, like, with all the pieces, the young players, the older players, like, it's really meshing really well. So, we'll have to see what happens on Thursday. Absolutely. I mean, again, it's a big matchup. They're playing Iowa. It's coverage going to be here on WRSU. And it's just – it's uh, – it's a big contest. It's a really big contest, and it's really huge to see where it goes uh, from here. Rutgers Women's Soccer, again, playing on Thursday. They play host to Iowa, the defending Big Ten champions. Iowa and Rutgers meeting at Yersak Field for the second time in about a month. Last time they faced off, Rutgers beat Iowa in the regular season 1-0 here, here in Piscataway uh, on October 10th. So it's a rematch. It's a big rematch, and the winner will be moving on to the Big Ten championship. We well, can Rucker, do it. Yay! We can do it. Hey, you gotta, you guys got to remember, too, New Jersey, hey, we might get a lot of smack on us, but we produce a lot of great athletes, oh, especially women's soccer. And absolutely. if they definitely they come out of PDA, if you know what PDA is. Oh, well, most of the Rutgers players, especially on this team, are from PDA. Right. My One of my uh, – she's like a little sister to me. She plays in St. Joe's, actually. Okay. Um, oh, no, St. John's at Philly. Sure. Uh, she was ranked and everything. She just – now she's a sophomore, came from PDA my hometown and everything and she's freshman year she started and she was the number 10 that that, that means that's something. unbelievable 
But, I mean, again, at Rutgers, Riley Tiernan. Right. Uh, Fr- Fr- Frankie Taliaferri, before she went to Penn State, she was a PDA player. Right. PDA player, Penn State, Rutgers. I mean, you can't make that better than that right now. I mean, it's just, it's it's fantastic. Sarah Brosh is a PDA. Right. So many players on this team, and Mike O'Neill's a coach for PDA as well, mind you. So, it's, I mean, this is a PDA-Rutgers combination, and it's really remarkable how it's spewing over to the Big Ten level. But that's uh, Rutgers women's soccer. The Knights looking to make their first Big Ten uh, final since 2016. Iowa looking to defend their crown, possibly win back-to-back Big Ten titles. But we'll see how it plays out. It's all on Thursday. It's all on Thursday at 1.30 with Rutgers playing host to Iowa for women's soccer in the Big Ten tournament. I want to talk about, guys, about this Rutgers football game, too, that we saw this past Saturday. And, look, I've been critical. I've been a little, you know, maybe too rough on the edges at times. But I will say this. Gavin Wimsat uh, on Saturday won the game for Rutgers versus Illinois and kept uh, the Scarlet Knights' chances alive for a bowl. I'm not sure if you agree with me on that, but Gavin Wimsack coming in on fourth down and five, five, finding Bo Melton to move the sticks on that. If he doesn't come in and make that play, Rutgers does not win that game. Am I wrong? Am I right? Am I crazy? I think you're right. I, and this is what I've been saying since a couple weeks, even since the bye. We know we're not going to no college playoff. Mm-hmm. So we need to try to get these 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 bowls win. We got to try to get that bowl eligibility. We need some type of form of special plays. We sure. can't we need we can't be, you know, conservative anymore and a little scared. No, we need to go right at them. Uh-huh. We need to stay aggressive. We need to say we're breathing down your neck and we're not scared to go on fourth and we can go down fourth and eight if we have to. We need to show these teams that we're about that. And if we're not do because if, if we don't do that, then these teams are just gonna walk all over us and they're gonna do exactly what they did to us in Ohio State, Michigan State, everything. We need to show these teams that we we mean business. Even uh-huh. if you think you are better than us, we going we gonna show any type of fight and we're gonna beat you and so those type of fourth down plays those trick plays everything fake punts and everything those are the type of plays that we needed and that we showed and that that won us that game nick's nodding his head here nick definitely has something to say right now i'm sure yeah no i totally agree because because we playing the under we we we, we the new dogs in the big 10 you know what i'm saying right. like we're playing in these positions where we play pretty good football right. you know we've shown that we can hang but at this point, we want to do a little bit more to hang. So it really what we've been looking for is, is spark plays, you know. You talked about that play with Wimsat. That was a spark play for us, you know. It created momentum, momentum-changing plays. And that's the type of stuff that can ignite, you know, and win, win, win those type of games. And this was a gritty win. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and again, and to be honest with you, if they don't make the change for Wimsat from Vedral on that play, I don't think they, they get the conversion. Vedral again, again. I like Noah Vedral a lot, but he's just—he's not the—he's not that great of a quarterback, sadly, for his sake. But uh, you know, re- regarding that, I don't think Vedral makes the play on fourth down if Wimsat doesn't come in. So with that being put into play, does Noah Vedral start this weekend? Is that a, is that a lock, or there could be could there be a possible QB change, guys? What do you think on that? You asking me? Whoever, whoever, all across the board, whoever wants to take it. That's tough. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's 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 warranted to to. I mean, I, it's it's understandable because uh-huh. he. I think he's played decent, but I don't. I don't know if he's the guy. It's not been the best though. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, I, I don't think you can make that that change just off off of that. But yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think that you're one hundred percent. If if the situation calls for it, I think Shiano, I think he's going to be flexible with who he's going to have on the field, and I don't think he's committed to necessarily anybody in that sense. Definitely. Whatever's going to help us play to play, and we've seen that with him this year. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, he took the words out of my mouth. Like, that's that's exactly what we need. If we, if we don't have any – if he can't be our guy if – we're just gonna sit here and get blown out by Michigan State mm-hmm. and blown out by Ohio State every tough year. loss Northwestern too. Tough, that was a tough that loss, but like we should have, we should have definitely fight a little harder with that one. We should have definitely been able to win that game. So I mean, we love Shiano. We do, we know what he does mm-hmm. for this this football team. Absolutely. But, but you know, may, maybe it was definitely. A, it, I think maybe he's just a good kickstart backup. Like you know, getting this program back to where it should be at. Right. You know, you know how like, you know, some players they play with us so, you know, they leave us so we can run with it. 
So, you know, they can he can show that resilience that what he did and what he does for this football team the, for the uh, the people, uh, kids coming in years later, know that we had that type of fight because of him. So Vedro plays is is what you're saying. Yeah. Vedro plays this weekend. Jared? Yeah. yeah I, listen, for how much I'd love to see Wimsack get in there and get more plays, I just honestly don't It's think not it, worth it, really. I just don't think it's going to happen. Like, okay. We got to fight for these bowl wins. We got yeah, to fight for six. At the moment, I, I honestly might think Vedro gives us a slightly better chance to win. Okay. But I don't think it's crazy much of a like a margin between the two of them. But, like, I mean, at this point, the season's – you're trying to salvage the season. And I right. think that at this point, you might as well just keep running with Vedro, even though personally I don't think I would do it if I was the coach. But clearly I'm sitting here talking about the game right. and not coaching. So I I think Shana's going to stick with Vedro. I think so too. How and and let let's keep in mind for this upcoming week that Wisconsin's coming. Wisconsin's not the best team this year, but they're coming off a big win versus Iowa. They upset the number nine ranked Hawkeyes this past weekend by twenty, mind you. So let's keep that in mind too this week. But I think as a whole, I mean, of course this game is must win, no question about it. But it's just look, the morale's going to be high, especially after a win. But I really think that if Gavin Wimsat doesn't come into that game, Rutgers wouldn't be at a, at a four and four record. I truly wholeheartedly believe that because Wimsat gave an energy spark to a team that was just there, that was just there trying to stay alive during a game versus Illinois when they were trailing. If Wimsat doesn't come in, they don't score the ten unanswered points they did to beat the Fighting Illini in Champaign. So that's where it really comes into question. Does Vedral, should Vedral start? Should Vedral not start? Look, I mean, look, we'll see how it plays out. He probably will start regardless. But I just think with all these things into play, with Wisconsin coming off a big win, with Rutgers winning thanks to Wimsack coming into the game and keeping that drive alive, giving them spark momentum, all of that, I just think those questions come into play for a reason. And I just, I think it's really intriguing how we play it out. But guys, you, you mentioned it. We're 4-4. Four and four. You just need two wins. Got to get two wins. You got Wisconsin. You got Indiana, who's without Penix and Tuttle, without their two quarterbacks. You've got Penn State, who probably which will not be a win. And you have Maryland to, to end the regular season at home versus SHI or at SHI. You have two games at home, two games on the road. Where does this team go forward in these last four games? Amir, I'll start with you. Well, to clean up everything on, on defense, first of all, mm-hmm. you know, we definitely showed that as last week, we can keep them to low scores. We can play with we can play with these teams. Yeah. Definitely, you know, Penn State's definitely going to be hard. Obviously, that's always a. But I feel like you know, we're like Penn those Penn State game that's going to be a rival game. So oh, sure. I think obviously, so we're going to want to play with that grit. We're going to play with that heart. In state college, mind you, exactly. Like you know, all those fans, they're going to white it out. Of course, it's going to be crazy. But I think you know. Those are the type of games that I feel like we can have those type of upsets. That we, if we just go in with the right mindset, we, we, you know, we have the right playbook against them. We can, we can win those games. Maryland, I think we can win too. I think we can end the game. And I feel like, hopefully, it doesn't have to come to this. But Maryland is going to be the game of six, the six win, mm. six win game, uh, six. Like we win the no, game. sure, no, of course, no, and everything. I mean, it, it makes sense, absolutely. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking, you know, and, and you know, like you said, Wisconsin just upset Iowa. That's crazy, but that's what happens. One week, one week they're gonna upset someone. The next week they lose. They they gonna lose to us. You know that, that it's just how football goes, mm-hmm. obviously. So I just if we just if we going forward. We just stay that grit. We keep that aggression. We keep all these trick plays. We go for it. You know, we're not scared because those couple games, we look scared. Mm -hmm. We look very scared to do things against the Big Ten teams. Like, I get it. Versus Michigan and everything, we want to play conservative and we want to make sure everything's on point and maybe keep them to the – no, but as you can see, what it backfired on us. Now it's time to just go, go, go. If we don't go, go, go in these next couple weeks, we're done. Mm. So we need need to go in these next four – last four games – to end the season to get that six win to get that bowl eligibility. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jared, your thoughts on that? I'm I think I'm with Amir, honestly. I really think that it could truly come down to this Maryland game as our sixth win. But sure. just like looking at the last four games, I I think Indiana I think we'll win Indiana. I'm 
That's what I'm most confident about. Nothing's guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed. I'm most confident about Indiana. Okay. We're going to lose to Penn State. I personally, Amir thinks we're going to come out with grit and be close. I think we're going to get killed. Yes. I agree with that. I do. I agree, but, you know, I just, I was Hey, hey, Amir, I love the positive (laughs) attitude. Don't get me wrong. It's just like how I think the Eagles and, you know, all of my suckers, you know, like the Thunder. I thought the Thunder were going to beat the Clippers last night. We ain't even. The the Thunder beat the Lakers, though. I I know. You beat the Lakers, though. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got a lot to talk about. But I like the Ohio State game when we put Ohio State. We got killed. I personally think we're going to get killed. If we keep the game within like three, for four Penn scores State. for Penn State, for Penn State. if yeah. we can lose by like three, four scores, I think that would be a win solid. in some regard. The spread's gonna be something crazy. That's a, I'll tell you that the spread will be something crazy, which means we have to win one of Wisconsin or Maryland. And honestly, right now I think we have a better shot at beating Maryland. The final game for of the sure. season, like final game of the season, home game. I mean, they're both home games, but like there's that special feel. The final game of the season, and if you're playing the final game of the season for your sixth win. For that bowl win, I think it's gonna have some something special about it. Yeah. So we gotta somehow just get we gotta somehow beat Indiana, and then if we could take one of Wisconsin or Maryland, we're good to go. But I do think that the last game of the season, like Amir said, Rutgers Maryland is gonna be the game that determines whether or not we get our sixth win. Nick, let's say this team goes five and seven this year. On a scale of disappointment, how disappointing would that really be this year for Rutgers football? Uh. I would say on a scale of disappointment, just from my personal expectations, I would say it would be like a four. Just I, I, I would like for us to do. You know, I think what the guys have said so far is is, is accurate. Six is the number that I'd like to see. Mm-hmm. I see out of the four games left, there's three that are pretty winnable. So I, I think the key game is going to be Wisconsin. The disappointment factor, it, it, I think it's pretty. We've made some strides, um, but. You know, like I said, I think we have to play. It's like Amir said, we got to play hard, man. We also got to play with some spark, man. We got to make something happen. We got to be able to, you know, take the cookies. You know what I'm saying? We, we coming again. <laughs> we in these games. We got to take the cookies. We got to be, we got to be bully, Billy, bully status a little bit here. We got to come in with some type of an edge, you know. So like, uh, like you said in the last segment, man, Wimps, I would keep Wimps at close because at the end of the day, cream rises to the top, man. It's the Big Ten. Mm. You know what I'm saying, and you got talented players. You want to put them in the game, and you know, some and put sure. them in and make make something happen, make something shake. That's what we need to do, and I think that starts next week, because uh, I think if we be Wisconsin, then we can get some nice momentum going. Mm. And again, after that, let's say you do beat Wisconsin this weekend, you just need one game. You just need one game, or whatever happens after that. Let's say you beat Wisconsin, you beat Indiana, you lose the next two, for example. You still finish at six and six. You still get in. Vice versa, you beat Wisconsin, you lose the next two games. You beat Maryland, you got it. Beat or lose to Wisconsin, beat Indiana, uh, lose to Penn State, beat Maryland, six and six, same thing. All you need is two more bites of the apple, and you make yourself in a bowl, gentlemen. And we'll see how it plays out. But that's all for the first half hour of the. Actually, about 28 minutes or so, but still, regardless, it's the crew, the Tuesday crew of WRSU on 88.7 FM, also online at WRSU.org. Keep it tuned because we have locks of the week coming up after this break. You're listening to uh, the crew, the Tuesday crew of WRSU on WRSU FM, New Brunswick. Locks of the week, locks of the week, locks of the week on WRSU FM New Brunswick's The Crew, the Tuesday crew of WRSU. Amir Lighty, Jared Bladeis, Nick Valsalin are with me. I'm Alice Carbonati here. And gentlemen, it's time for our locks of the week. What do we have? I want to start with Amir because he's made some really intriguing picks in the past. Yo, it's, you, yo. It's won him some, <laughs> some, some money. It's cost him a lot of money. It has. I want to hear what Amir has to say. So, Amir, kick us off with our locks of the week. The floor is yours. Man, 
This kid is never gonna get over the fact that I took the Colts versus the Ravens. I, I I will never get over the fact that you took the Colts over Baltimore. Bro, it wasn't my two f- hours before a game, and you still picked the Colts over Baltimore. Give me a break. Same game parlays. You gotta do it. We mm-hmm. were up 20, 22 to three. That's all I'm gonna say. Two hours before though, man. Yeah, yeah. Anybody yeah. would have picked Baltimore. Anyway, your lock of the week. Yeah, all right. I think about you every time I place a bet. To be honest, do you really? Play, <laughs> on, on the parlays, I'm Bro, like, yeah. Nah, yo, I'm telling let you. Let me not reach, man. Let me let not. Me not Reach. <laughs> Let me not, bro. And then I be reaching, I be reaching, dog. Like, 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 like last week before I talked to Locke. Who wakes up and thinks I'm gonna bet on the Jets? Like, what? Come on. But but you bet on the Colts versus Baltimore. Give yeah. All right. You know we gonna get to what grinds and mirrors gears later. But okay. let me talk my lock. Honestly, I was looking around and I really couldn't find you like a serious lock. I'm gonna be so serious with you, like in football. Like, there was a – like, I saw one, but, like, you know, the Rams are playing the Titans. You know, maybe you could say the Cardinals or the 49ers. That could be a lock, but you don't know. So, I'm going to just keep it to NBA tonight. I'm going to keep it NBA. I'm going to shout out my my big brother, Donovan Mitchell, Royce O'Neal, all of them, Jordan Clarksons. You know, Jazz versus the Sacramento Kings. We got the Jazz as minus nine, minus nine in the spread. And a minus 325 in the money line. I'm looking at the spread, to be honest. I really like that spread versus the Kings, minus 9. At least, you know, anything over double digits, that's where I get uh But number 9, minus 9 is not bad. They've been playing hot. Don been playing hot. 23, he's been averaging 23 points a game. Uh, he's, 40, he's 40% from the field goal. You know, he's looking good. I mean, field goal. <laughs> you know what I mean. Know what you mean. Yeah, but you know they're looking good. Jazz is five and one right now. They just actually, um, they just beat, uh, uh what's it called? The, the Bucks. Bucks. Oh, that wow. was a good game. Yeah, wow. they beat the Bucks. They did lose to the Bulls. And remember my Bulls statement. I'm hey, just all saying. Right, all right. Remember my Bulls no, statement, I do, boys. Because if it comes true, I'm owing you twenty dollars and a nice meal to a Cuban restaurant. Mm-hmm. So, or when you bet on the Colts again, you'll get McDonald's. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Hey, restaurant sounds lit. You know what's crazy? I almost bet on the Colts this weekend because they were not the favorites versus the Titans. You should have bet on the Colts. And I was like, you see what would have happened, And you see what have happened. You see what happened, right? Carson Wentz checked into the Heartbreak Hotel. So you bet on the Colts against Baltimore, but not against Tennessee when they have momentum. No, Are you kidding me? No, but you got to know what Carson Wentz, what can go wrong, what can go wrong, is most likely going to go wrong. It definitely went wrong when he bet on the Colts versus Baltimore. Listen, listen, listen. I got I got what grinds my gears. I got what grinds my gears later. Again. I got what grinds my gears later. We're gonna go over it. But for right now, I'm gonna talk I'm gonna take the Utah Jazz spread over the Sacramento Kings at minus nine. That's a smart pick. We're looking good. That's you know, if you want a little player prop, definitely Rudy Gobert, a quick double double. You know, maybe Don over two threes if you got some. Maybe Jordan Clarkson over ten points or even twelve to be honest. And you should have yourself a little nice little lay if you want to do the little same game if you want. It's looking good. So, Jared, to my understanding, you're a Jazz fan, actually, correct? Correct. So, I'm sure you're happy about that pick. I like the pick. I agree with it. What's your pick? Of, what's your lock of the week? Well, I was going to do NBA, but I was like, you know what? This is the last time we can throw on some baseball here on the Tuesday crew. Oh, okay. So, listen. I'm going to say. Don't tell me Houston. I'm going to say Houston wins tonight. Oh, come ah! on. And Houston Wait. wins tomorrow. No. Ah! I you like want it. Astros? No. I'm telling you. You I, want that Astros? I think. <laughs> listen, as a Mets fan, I hate the Braves. I'm one of those what? few people rooting I hate for the, the Astros. Astros more than the. I'm rooting for the Astros. Braves. Seven, baby. I Braves. do. I. I'm. This series will probably go seven. Oh, I think I, it will go I seven. I agree with you completely. And we need it. Like two best words in sports. Game seven. Absolutely. I mean, come on, we need it tomorrow night. But Absolutely. I think that Houston gets it. At Who's home, home today? I, Houston's home today and tomorrow. I think Houston's gonna have a really good offensive game tonight, like they did the last game. Mm-hmm. Score like seven, eight runs. Nine to be exact. Nine. They scored nine last game. I think they'll score seven, eight, nine tonight again. Mm. Grand Slam. I mean, the Braves had a Grand Slam in the first inning last Grand game. Look Slam what happened. Today? They, they were up four nothing, four nothing. five four, and they lost nine five. Yes. In, in game. Well, five the Astros started heating up in the later innings, mm-hmm. or and the did Braves they start cheating. Eh, probably didn't start <laughs> the Bra- both. The Braves threw in the towel towards the end and put in like their worst relievers. That way, they could save the other ones for game six. Game six, right. but. I'm going to say Astros win today, and I think Astros win tomorrow, and the Astros are World Series champions. With all due respect, I, I really hope you're wrong. I really hope I like you're wrong. that pick, though. I, no, I, I like the it's, villain. It's, I like it's the a villains. great like. pick. It's a great lot. Don't get me wrong. But Braves and seven, man. 
Braves in seven. We'll see what happens. Don't blow the 3-1 lead. Please don't blow the 3-1 lead. Tomorrow will be a fun— if, if it goes seven, tomorrow will be a very fun night. Oh, absolutely. Wednesday night who's baseball, hosted? last game of the year, Houston. Astros. Who's host? No, I'm saying who's hosting the, the game seven? Game seven watch party? I'll bring a little drinks for us. Are we all over And some 21? McDonald's? Olive Garden breadsticks. Olive Garden breadsticks, some McDonald's. I don't go to Olive Garden, no. Hey, hey, we all over 21. I'll bring, bring us some natural light. I'm 19. Good. Yuck. I'm 19. Not for me. <laughs> natural light is the worst. I'll just have. Beer uh, I taste in my I'll life. have my uh, Coke and a straw, and that's it. Because <laughs> I'm 19. So. It's all right. It's all right, Alex. You'll be there soon. I'm almost there. I'll bring you some premium chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> Bad. <laughs> nah, yo, yo, I'll take the Nesquik strawberry milk over the chocolate. Stop playing. I'll grab I you, agree you with Hulu. that. I'll grab you. you, 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 you. Second <laughs> I agree with the mayor on that. Actually, two scoops of Ovaltine, please. Hey. <laughs> Nick. <laughs> Nick, do you have a lock of the week for us, sir? Yeah, man. Actually, okay. uh, I was thinking about this one, man, and. Um, it's, I guess it could be spicy. Actually, I wish I was on last week because man, I would I would have won y'all some money because my lock yeah, was I missed, Green I Bay. I missed you last week. Yeah. Green oh, Bay, man. I missed you. I won some good money on Green Bay, and I, I'm feeling the same way about this Thursday night matchup. I'm seeing the Colts again, and I'm just seeing what happened. You know, Captain Disaster Carson Wentz threw the game away in the most critical moments, and now you know backs are up against the wall, and they got the Jets, and I don't know what the situation is with the quarterback. Uh, Zach Wilson, Mike but White, man, Mike, Mike White, Mike White. Mike, Mike White played incredible, and he just played Ridiculous. with that that storm to capital energy. Ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Like he <laughs> he was just coming, he was just coming like he had nothing to lose, and I mean that was great. I think that's what the Jets actually could use right now. So I'm looking at a plus ten and a half point spread, and I think that's a lock against against Carson Wentz and the Colts. To just even if they do win the game, they're going to make it a little bit stressful. But see, but okay. see my thing is that like. We think that. Like, they have a good game versus the Bengals. Carson Wentz sucks that game. And then, you know, it's it's looking smart. Ten and a half. Like, I won't lie to you. I took the Lions, like, plus 613, thinking, like. You must have lost a lot of money. Nah, nah, I didn't lose that much. It was, like, in a $5 parlay. Just oh, okay. a other game of dreams. But like, I was, but, like, I'm thinking, you know, my Eagles, like, we're not that great. But, you know, the Lions like to play, of course, for some reason. Last yes, uh, Sunday they just blew them out by forty. We for, we just remembered how to play, and the Lions forgot how to play. So it just makes me like, bro, like I understand that pick, and I'm with it. But like, I'm gonna be so mad if that's just now he just turns into crap, and then Carson Wentz is back to 2017 Carson Wentz, and it's freaking 34 to nothing. Like was, I'm well, so mad. We need a balance. The truth is, that's what I'm saying. It's got to be a balance, and he that's the thing to. about Carson is he he gives he gives it and he takes it away. He you does. know what I mean? That's that's what he does. He He's, does. He makes great play. Did like he threw it? He threw it like a pickles at pick six, right, right in the goal line, and then he let him down the field for a touchdown. That's so, all. Like, hey, hey, hey. It's a, he's a paradoxical player, you know. But that's why I'm saying he's gonna end up making some mistakes, and the Jets are gonna find find a way to, you know, make it interesting at least. And I then I would so. even throw some very least small money on the money line just in case he really mm. wants to throw it away. Oh, so you 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 thinking? Oh, you thinking freaky? Right just now. a little bit, a little freaky. Just a little bit. Maybe throw a little something on there. A little some, little, little maybe, little, a little maybe uh, underdog uh, parlay. Like a little huh. bonus if they if little they win bonus. the whole thing. Because ten and a half though, I'll, I'll take it. Because I might, I might still mess around and and then bet on the um, who is the underdog? Are the are the Saints the underdogs? No, they're the favorites. Who are they wow, playing? the Falcons. Oh, they have to be the favorites. You still with their like? I guess Atlanta. Is Taysom yeah. Hill playing quarterback? No, it's um, Simeon. Simeon. <laughs> Simeon. They beat the Bucs this week. I think though. Taysom's playing if he gets cleared. You think? Simeon's no, I think starts, I think they're though. gonna keep Simeon. I think he's gonna keep Simeon after that performance. Yeah. They're not gonna bring Taysom against yeah. the Bucs too. Against the Bucs. Philip Philip Rivers said he'd play if they called him. Did you guys see that today? Did he yeah, really? Did. Yeah, Rivers yeah. said he would come back. And if the Saints called him, he'd highly consider it. Wow. Yeah. So I guess we'll have to see what happens. Honestly, but, like, uh, we still have not – I'm sorry. I know y'all might not want to hear it, but there is a guy named Cam Newton still in yeah, free. Cam should true. be the starter. That is know, true. We, in mean, Seattle. He should be going to Seattle. Nah, but, I mean, Russell's about to be back now. I mean, Saints need a quarterback for the rest – Yeah, Saints need it for the rest of the season. They're in prime playoff Wilson position. Wilson is coming. That's true. Yeah, they're in 5-2. and Wilson's coming back in, like, two games – It might be next week. Cause he he tweeted yeah. out saying the pin's right. off, so right. he's time to win. So he might be ready. How but realistic though is Camp to New Orleans? 
It's like a two percent. No, it's less it sh- than one percent. It should be way. It should be way more realistic. It should, it should be, be, but I don't think it will I be. I agree. I agree. You I could d- actually, I do too. if you're trying to win, it's the per- it's the best situation I think that Cam Newton could possibly have to come back. That's fair. It's a team that actually is in a position to win the, win, some, win some games against the Panthers too, possibly. Yeah. And they'll have Michael Thomas yeah. back yeah, Mike, in like two three weeks. I think they. I am not worried about slant receiver freaking Michael Thomas. Well, Cam can't throw downfield anymore, so we'll help. <laughs> Yeah, Not but right. like, Cam but can slant, yeah, you know he can, and he that can kind, every and, time. And, and that offense really does honestly fit him a little bit because you know he can run. Yeah. You still got Taysom Hill that can run, you know, everything throws and everything. So Cam Cam Newton and Cam Newton reads the game well, and you know, I know, you know, I just don't think it was a good fit in in, in the Patriots, honestly, with Bill mm-hmm. and everything. I get it, but I think I think yeah, but I think Sean Payton is the type of person that will get you right, will get you teach you just like James is. You know, honestly, after the 30 TD, 30 interception season, I was like, what is this man doing? Like, he was done after the contract. I was like, yeah, he's done. He's not getting signed anywhere. Then I realized Saints bringing him. I'm like, yeah, he obviously won't be anything. But then I realized Drew Brees going to retire and everything. And I realized that Sean Payne really just taught him, and Drew Brees taught him, like, while he was on the bench. He's okay. He's nothing special. But no, he's not but, bad. But he's, he's not, not bad. bad. He's but not bad. He, but they taught him, you know, like, what he's been doing wrong and what he needed to improve on, and that's what he really did. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the, over the f- couple the games he's been playing, you know, it's not like he has 10 interceptions yet. He's not, and, and it's sad to say, I can't believe Patrick Mahomes has more interceptions yeah. than James, Inter- James Winston crazy, right now. Which is crazy. That is. Ridiculous. That is. It is. Ridiculous. So yes. I'm like, so that's what I'm thinking, you know. I think Cam can, can fit in that offense well. I really, I think, mm-hmm. I think if Simeon does really bad in the next two games, eh. I, I, I would hope Sean Payne be like, yo, let's pick him up. Here's my thing. I think, Simeon might end up looking pretty good in that offense. I think almost anybody could look good in that offense. I know. Um, yeah. And that's kind of what what we've seen with Sean Payton. So that's the thing that I think with Cam, it makes sense in that sense, but it doesn't. Mm. Um, you know, I think they're going to run with what they got. Well, the thing is, they've got it Atlanta this week, right? And they have Tennessee afterwards. They've got Atlanta and Tennessee. That's two weeks for you. Three weeks, they play Philadelphia. So when you look at that, it depends where they are. Those That's are really three up. really winnable games, especially oh, with Tennessee uh, losing Derrick Henry. Yeah. They're pretty much like— And their defense is atrocious. They're in the their same situation as the Saints where, you know, we don't really know what we're going to expect with mm. them. But my lock of the week, I'm going to go with a team Amir should have picked several weeks ago, the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, my God. The Baltimore Ravens. Who are they playing? Minnesota. They're playing yeah, Minnesota, bombs, and Minnesota bro. blew it to Dallas blew, this past week. Blew it, bro. Blew it. Bombs, bro. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> let me not give away my. Let me not give away my um my gears. Uh, but is much like Wentz in that aspect, <laughs> that he throws the games away. Now, Kirk Cousins is the most overpaid quarterback right now in football. It's a, it, it's a, it's absurd. He's it's good absurd. He, unless it's prime time. He's the worst prime time quarterback ever. He's in the general, best he's fantasy not. He's all right, but he he's won't win special. you any real good real life games. Like, he's not. You know? He can he can get your team to the wild. He could get a team. He can get you to the wild card. And, and they get blown out of it. Correct, but they, they get, get blown out. Well, they beat. Didn't they beat the Saints? Or it was the other way around. Case Keenum was the quarterback then, though. Right, with the crate, right. with the with the miracle play. It wasn't. Yeah, Kirk, that was, that it, was it was Case Keenum. Oh. He came it to wasn't Philly, Kirk Cousins. Never mind them. then. We yep. smacked the boys mm-hmm. badly. That's oh. right. Malcolm Jenkins, Fletcher Cox, and company took care of uh, Kirk Cousins. I mean, uh, 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 Case, Case Keenum. Keenum. Case Keenum. That. But I'm going with Baltimore. The spread's five and a half. The money line's minus two forty. Baltimore. Total of forty nine and a half. Over unders minus one ten. You have to go with the Ravens. They're coming off a bye. Might have suffered suffered a tough loss to the Bengals two weeks ago, but that division is wide open. It's it's going to be between Baltimore and Cincinnati. Baltimore's looking to bounce back. The Vikings are coming off that horrendous loss to Dallas. You got to go with the Ravens. Go with the Ravens. Pick Baltimore. Lock that in. Lock, sink, liner, the whole shebang. Something Amir should have done five weeks ago. But anyway, go with Baltimore. I'm going to, yo, yo, Alex gets me so mad with this. Hey, I love it. I hit I everything else in that parlay to except Colts money line. Well, I'm telling you, if you picked Baltimore, you would have had a lot of money right now. No, I wouldn't have because yes, the would. odds would have been way different. No, nah, you still would have had it. Uh, still would have had it. I probably wouldn't have won like 400 instead of a band and a half. You still would have won a lot. Yeah, I instead guess. Instead of buying meals at McDonald's, you could have went to the Cuban restaurant or somewhere else. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. But those are our locks of the week. When we come back, we have Can We Just Talk, and we'll definitely talk about a lot. This is the Tuesday crew of WRSU on WRSU-FM, New Brunswick.
just talk? Can we just talk? Can we just talk? We for sure can talk on the crew. We're talking a lot on the crew. And we have our Can We Just Talk segment here on the Tuesday edition of the WRSU crew. Amir Lighty, Nick Valsalin, uh, Jared Bladice, those gentlemen are with me. I'm Alice Carbonati. And this, this Can We Just Talk is a really, really tough story, gentlemen. Um, Henry Ruggs, he's a receiver, of course, for the Las Vegas Raiders, was re- is, is, is now to be charged with a DUI resulting in a female dying. So Henry Ruggs was driving under the influence, a DUI. He's been charged with it by the Las Vegas police. The Las Vegas police, when it happened, said that Ruggs showed signs of impairment. Ruggs was not seriously injured, but his his driving under, uh, under the influence led to one person dying. This happened early Tuesday morning at 3.40 a.m. Uh, in Las Vegas, several miles west of the Las Vegas uh, Strip. Guys, it's a really sad story. It's a, it's a really troubling story, and it's one that you know it's really that's really good, haunting Henry Ruggs right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, when I first saw that story, I was like, man, like I thought, like uh, me and Nick was just saying, I thought it was him. I thought he passed away, but then I saw that he killed a woman uh, early morning on Tuesday over drinking and driving, and I'm like, bro, like, what are you doing? Like this is your NFL career. First of all, I just like I kind of just not really joked with Nick. I kind of kind of joked about it a little bit, but bro, you don't got practice in the morning. What are you doing out at three in the morning in Vegas? Like, I, and you're young, bro. Like this is this is the type of stuff they want you they want you to do. They want you to mess up. They everyone. This is what the world wants. You know, NFL players, especially black NFL players, to mess up. They want you to mess up in the world, and you know it's terrible that you know this happened to him. But like, honestly, like. This just shows another, another like stop drinking and driving. Like, bro, you know, if you cannot drive, just call an Uber. Just pay right. for the Uber, you know. And there, and my, and we looked it up. There's actually a a a, a DD um uh like drunk driving. There's like a thing? there's a drunk drive. No, yeah, no, not even that. But it's like a designated driver program in the NFL that you just really? call a number. Yeah, and you especially and important apparently you get like rides for, rides for free I never in the heard NFL. Of that. Never I neither, but apparently my friend looked it up and they found it like there's like an, a there's a program in the NFL. So the, me, from this from let not me happening. Let me ask you this question. You mentioned something about black NFL players and how the world wants them to fail. What do you mean by that exactly? I mean, man, like, you know, it, I mean the way the world's going, bro. You know, you know, I don't I I hate bringing up race and everything. You sure. know, I always love everyone, you know. Of but course. like it's just it's the way the world is is right now, man. Like you know, people want to see black people fail. Hmm. You know, not everyone obviously, but there's there's a lot there of people out people, there right? that would love to see black people fail, hmm. and they want to see, and especially black athletes that have a lot more money than the people that want to see them fail. Right. So them seeing the story is just motivating them and just showing like to say like ah look this this black person messed up again. He had all this money. This is why we hmm. shouldn't. You know. You know. It's just that that's how the world is. And, uh, you know, not obviously not everyone does that. You know, you know, it, it's not a a crazy, you know, like a, around the uh, it's around the world. It's just sure. racism. So it's just that's just what it is around like how it is. And they just mm. you don't want that to happen. You want to see them. You know, you want to see people prosper. You want to see them succeed. Absolutely. Either if you are white, black, orange, right? It don't matter what you are. Uh-huh. I always would love to see everyone succeed. And just seeing that happen, just and just see how young he was. It's just, man, bro, like you're so young. You just came to the league. You know, you're very star. And it's not like he's a bad player. He's he's on the rise. He's on a star rise. Top twenty, top thirty receiver. In the exactly, game, man. Sure. You just, I'm pretty sure he just got a. Uh, did he? No, he didn't get a contract extension yet. But he was about to. Probably. He's about to. Yeah, he about he's to. off his rookie contract. But yeah, like you know, people know who Henry Alabama Ruggs guy is. too. Exactly, Al- Alabama you're, guy. You're I an mean, Alabama this was guy. Like his breakout year. Exactly. Yeah. This was his breakout year. So it's like, bro, like this is the type of stuff that you don't want to see. This is the type of stuff that we tell. This is why we, you know, people advocate stop drinking and driving. This mm. is why people say just call the Uber, give me your keys, just do whatever you got to do so this doesn't happen. I get it. People are guilty because they people do it, and people a lot of people get away with it. They get home safe, and they think they can do it. Of course, like you know, happy you get home safe, but it's not great to do it, you know, all the time, especially if you're not used to doing it. If you're not used to doing that, and it's, it's sad to say that people are used to doing it, but if you're not used to doing that, then there's no point of you even trying to attempt it. So I would think Henry Ruggs at 3 a.m. 
I don't know why you're out that late. You know, like you don't have practice in the morning probably. You don't have to worry about the next game in this week. Like I, I just it's just sad to say, but it I, you know Yeah, it was a I th- I think it was their bye week. I don't It was it? Did I they have a bye? Think, I think it was their bye. They were on bye. Okay, they're on bye. That makes okay. Sense. Okay. So okay. So I understand to a certain extent. Okay, so now I understand why he's out late, but still, bro, like this 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 doesn't give the the point. It's not an excuse, right? It's not an excuse because now people because now people see you like they hate you now because you just got you just killed an innocent life that was just trying to get home or was just trying to, you know, maybe even work Uber. Maybe she was an Uber driver out that late, or she was so you know anything. You mm-hmm. just you just took a mother, a sister, anything away from someone mm-hmm. right now. So right then, you know your fans might back you up, but in reality, the person you just gave the, a lot of people will not, and the people in the family that you just you just gave a heartbreak hates you right now because you were a star wide receiver, NFL athlete with a lot of money, and now you just killed a family member. Hmm. I'm reading this article from ESPN about it right now, and it says that Ruggs lost a childhood friend, Rod Scott, in a car accident back exactly. in, t- in 2016. Mm-hmm. So, we fa- so we flash back five years later. He had a friend who went through this sort of situation. Again, not quite sure what the whole car accident was, but he lost someone he personally knew in a car accident type, type of situation. Mm-hmm. And, and and his name's in his Instagram bio. Yep. It says uh, R.P. Rodrigo. R.P. Rodrigo. Ruggs p- pays tribute to him by putting up three fingers to the sky after big plays. Mm-hmm. Scott played football, mm-hmm. and he wore number three. Right. So when you look at that, I mean— like the think twice type of where, where's that judgment? Where's that think twice type of moment or think twice type of scenario? Maybe didn't probably happen. Um, or it just it, this is a, I mean this, to me what I see here is this is a, 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 a it's a circumstance. Uh, I wouldn't say he, he's obviously he's facing a, a lot of trouble. Basically, oh, in for the situation. sure. This is basically he, he he's got someone's life that he has to think about on 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 the end of this. But also is a situation where. Sounds like he was like you know caught up in the lifestyle to yeah. an extent. Rugs is twenty two years old. Mm-hmm. Technically, by the laws of the land, he's only supposed to have been legally drinking for about a year mm-hmm. or so. Mm-hmm. But we all know the culture of mm-hmm. college, college, you know, oh, like yeah. athletics, college. Yeah. Period. You know, what I'm saying? We, especially we, down south, we drinking man. Like yeah, you know, what I'm saying, and you know, especially as as a, as an elite athlete, at University of Alabama. I've been to the Alabama campus, man. Them girls love love, love Alabama them. football, man, Woo! and they. And the people out there, man, they enjoy it, man. So when you win, you have a good time. You know, uh, people don't know this. You Party about, throughout the whole night, right? You people don't know this, but I'm mean, talking about uh, the whole, um, you know, as far as people wanting people to fail. We talk about DUIs. You know, the culture of uh, Alabama, Mac Jones has multiple DUIs. People mm-hmm. didn't know that. But, but I, a I, lot I, of people don't know that. I'll, I'll say I it. actually I'll didn't s- know that, to be honest. I'll say mm-hmm. it on the air. I ain't saying because that's the facts. It's you know? the facts. So now, this is a little different. Now, there's a life involved. This is basically a vehicular manslaughter that Henry Rock's looking at. 22 years old, just entering the second year in his career. The trajectory for him to, to be successful in, in, the, in the NFL – was was just really just beginning to open. He was a franchise player. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, no, was he, was. he was the guy. He was the number guy. one receiver in that draft in a very talented class, mind you. And he went over Jerry Judy, mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson, CD Lamb, CD, numerous guys that are all pro- high profile. So it's just crazy, um, you know. And I think about it because it's Las Vegas. We I don't know if you guys have been to Vegas, but yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy, crazy out, out there, there man. It's crazy. So, they don't sleep. They really don't. I, I, there was times when I was out there, I didn't get back until 5 a.m. And living in that situation is tough. Now, I've never lived in Las Vegas, but I did live in Atlantic City. And I do, will tell you this, it's not the same. But I'll also tell you that, um, man, if you live in Atlantic City, you don't go to the casinos. You you got to kind of dabble in it. You can't be too into the lifestyle because that's what really will get you. Because right. what I'm hearing is 3.40 a.m., he's driving a Corvette, mm-hmm. and he crashes into a little RAV4. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a little RAV4, but either uh, yeah, way, we're talking Rav. about a, a, a very, very decent-sized car. car. It's, it's a nice car, man. 200, 200 on the dash, a whole bunch of drinks, 3.40 a.m. in Vegas. I don't know if you had anybody in the car, but... I, 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 I really wonder like how fast you had to be going for you to, you know... I'm surprised you're not dead because he had no non-life-threatening injuries, but she she passed. Like, they I were really... both taken to the hospital. They were saying Ruggs's injuries were described by officials as non-life-threatening. The female passenger, of course, died. Obviously, so it's a big difference. And yeah, you bring up that point. I mean, just I mean, it's it's a sad situation. 
it's a really sad situation and you know lots of questions lots of judgment will come in but at the end of the day i mean god bless him just pray for him at, at this point i mean and really just just pray for the whole situation it's really tough it's really a tough scenario it's really a tough you know situation and it's tough to talk about these things yeah, it really but, is but, and but but it brings up that point of me like you were saying we got to bring more awareness to the situation mm -hmm. because whether you're an NFL player, uh, any type of worker, a truck driver, whatever, doesn't matter who you are, what your job is, how you live your life, it's a big issue. It's a big problem, and it's a problem that never seems to go away. Sadly, and it's something that definitely has to be done about it. Yeah, and and and, and definitely, and I, I, you know, as a football player, as you know. I, when a lot of NFL athletes, NBA athletes, all these athletes, they get in trouble. They do somehow get away with a little something. They do get a lighter sentence. Like I was just saying before, um, before um, Dante Stallworth, he hit a pedestrian. Mm -hmm. He hit a pedestrian, and he only got 24 days in county. He got suspended one year off, one year out of the NFL after being right. and after um, killing someone, a pedestrian being DUI. Mm -hmm. So you look at rugs, like man, like. He he, uh, he could possibly he might, face twenty years. He can possibly face twenty years, but knowing because he has money and everything, the NFL, he might be just getting maybe a little one or two year sentence or a year sentence, and then year off of NFL and then probation. Who knows though? I mean, but, it's yeah. really it's really early to tell, but you know, we'll see. We'll see how it play, we'll we'll see how it uh, plays out. Just just uh, just pray for the guy at this point. Of just course, pray for the whole situation. Definitely, and Definitely. take take the lesson from take the, the situation. Lesson. I, I I say I had something like something like this. I've gotten behind the wheel and had too much to drink, and I've avoided similar situations. You know, by the grace of God, man, and you know, I learned I learned some situations because you hurt somebody close to you, man. It's it's a, it's a pain mm. that you can't really you can't really um you can't you there's really no way to like make it go away, mm. you know. Yeah, and not. you can't really take it back. That's the realized thing about it. There's things life happens so fast and it's so precious and you really just can't take it back. You know, it was a situation that happened and then probably happened in the car probably the accident probably happened so quick. But, you know, it's a situation now that he's going to have to live with. So it just it's just it's just think twice, you know, especially if you're trying to you know, he you know he had passion in the car. I don't know if he was trying, you know, show out. What I don't know what yeah, he was doing, but you know, you know, there's all the ways to flex, man. It's also a flex. It's a nice flex to call an Uber and yeah. you know, and mm. doing that, you know, get an Uber XL. You trying to flex, man? Yeah, like if you're trying to flex a little something, yeah, get an Uber XL, like you said, man. Like, like you said, Nick. Like we've all now we've all, but you know, sometimes we you've seen getting behind the wheel, a little little tipsy. You don't want that to happen, and and the, by the grace of God, you know, I've gone home many times. You know, not many times, but you know, it's happened probably once in my life, and I was, and I didn't want that to happen again because I was sure. like, I was like, I didn't like how it felt, and my friends yelled at me, and then, and I remembered because when I was in sixth grade, I actually we lost a friend. Um, his name was Nikhil. He he passed away in sixth grade because a drunk driver ran a red light and ran into his passenger door, into oh the passenger my. door, and killed the son. But the parents were in there, were unharmed and everything, but killed the son. That's horrible. So I remember, yeah, and we had to, you know, obviously playing soccer, we had a moment of silence for him, and we had a, now every year in my hometown we do a Nikhil for we do a uh, run for Nikhil, mm. and you know we just run we run a little like a mile around our la around our high school and everything, right. or like five miles or something, just to. You know, just run for raise money for and raise awareness for wow. not to be drinking and driving because, mm -hmm. man, it's not cool. It's not fun. It's not fun to do that. It's not cool. It's not no flex thinking that, oh, I can get home drunk. And no, I it's can, a serious problem. It's a serious, it's a serious problem because problem. it's not fun when you're, you're, you're home, you're driving drunk and you get pulled over and now you got DUIs and now you're losing jobs, you're losing everything, opportunities. Lose, so, losing your lifestyle. Losing your lifestyle. So it's terrible that now Henry, now rugs need to. Not only that, he lived and everything, and now he's dealing with all this. Now, for the rest of his life, he has to worry about he killed Zuck. He killed someone. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame. But with that, we'll wrap out hour one. One hour down, one more to go on the Tuesday edition of The Crew of WRSU. Keep it tuned in because we got more coming for you in hour two of the Tuesday Crew on WRSU-FM, New Brunswick.